Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hour two of two here on your Wednesday evening. Mike and Joe with you until nine o'clock tonight. Patrick's back next week. We're going through some of the playoff chases and talking about the team's chasing the playoffs we just did the nl east i want to start with the nl west this hour i still don't understand why the giants are good it's i've watched them play i've i've tuned into a lot more of their games recently and i just i sit there and i look at their lineup and i look at the guys hitting and i'm like why are you guys the best team in baseball Buster Posey has had a fantastic bounce back year, by the way. Um, only played in 76 games, but has a 333 average. I, I kind of wrote him off as as dead last year. Aging, no longer going to be quite as good. Kind of going the Joe Maurer route. We certainly had a big uh, shut me up year this year thus far. I mean, Brandon Crawford's having a very good year for them. 290 leads the team at homers with 18. Leads the team at RBIs with 67. But how about that for a, a fact? We just mentioned on the Braves, how Ozzie Albies leads that team in RBIs with, uh, what was it, 74, 75? And a couple other guys had 60. Brandon Crawford is the only giant with over 47 RBIs. And he has 67. The next best is, is Yaz with 47 RBIs. Now, they're balanced. I think that's kind of the key. I think that's, I, I keep thinking about it. Each week we talk about the Giants. I'm like, 
I just don't get it. I just don't understand. And I think what it is for them outside of pitching, which we know their pitching is very good. That's obviously part of it. But I think it's just the balance of the lineup. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys who have double digit home runs and two guys who have nine. Um, nobody is over 20, but eight guys with double digit home runs is certainly a lot for a team. You know, in reference to the Braves, I think only four or five guys had double digits. You know, it, most of the guys on the team who are starters are hitting somewhere around 270 or higher, which in this day and age is very good considering where a lot of teams are batting average wise. Their team batting average is 245, but that, of course, is weighed down by all the pitchers that hit for them that don't hit. And they're doing it in a super tough division. They're doing it in division. Yeah, you got the Rockies and Diamondbacks who are, you know, bottom feeders easy to beat, but you got to play the uh, the Dodgers and the Padres 19 times each, and they're the best team in baseball. It's it's one of those where every once in a while there's a team that just has it, and the Giants have had a ton of comeback wins, and they just they seem to just have it this year. I saw a tweet from uh, someone that I follow on Twitter who's a Giants fan that he said it reminds me a lot of those uh, those even year World Series teams where it's there's like a, there's a mojo to it there's there's a magic to it I just I just have a hard time looking at the team and going like yep that's a World Series contender but yet here we are it's very very interesting to me yeah I'm trying to look up their records uh, about like teams that they've had to play in different divisions and their opponents and how many games they played against the the pirate or the pirates, the Padres rather and the Dodgers and how many more games they have left against them. Um, Cause they play, if I'm, if I'm standing correct here, uh, like every division plays their opponents 18 times a season. It kind of varies. I 18 think, or but, 19 usually. Yeah. yeah. So if we're looking at that, the giants have played half of their games against the Padres. So they have, played nine so far they're five and four against the Padres and then the Dodgers eh, they basically played all their games against the Dodgers eight and eight even split against them so they probably have like a series left against the Dodgers the rest to go uh I mean they've crushed the the Diamondbacks 13 and two against them yeah well of course crushed Every, it, everyone has crushed the, crushed the Rockies six and three against them um you know We'll see what they do against the Padres down the stretch because it seems like they've probably got at least three, four more series with them. Uh, but I, I, I guess they're just maintaining. I mean, every ser- team they've played, they've gotten the better of them. I don't see one opponent so far this season. St. Louis, they were two and four against. Seattle got them in their own series, but that was just one series there. Every opponent that they've played, they've got the better of them. It's bizarre. Where did you find? I, I used to be able to find that easily. Uh, baseball reference. Okay. So go to baseball reference. I, I'm at the Giants page, yes. Schedules and results. Yes. And there's a little uh, team win-loss splits section. I clicked on that. It didn't give me the, oh, my God, this page is going so slow. <laughs> Whatever. I trust you. I was just I just wanted to look at it and see who else they had played. <laughs> okay, I, that's interesting. They had played the Dodgers almost completely. They're almost done with playing the Dodgers already. Yeah, 8-8 eight and eight record against the Dodgers. So they got one series left with them. And then Padres, yeah, it looks like they still have half their games left against the Padres. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those where I just I look at the team and I go, how? You know, we've done that with the Rays in the past. You're like, Tampa's good, but look at them, but they're good. 
I think we did that with the Dodgers a couple years ago, didn't we? Patrick and I were like, ah, we don't really get why the Dodgers are good, but they're good. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we did that for a few years. I feel like. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's just how I feel with the Giants right now. I, I don't know if this is a fluke. Like, I, I think I, I feel like that's disrespectful to a team that leads the, the league and wins. But I don't know if this is going to be a thing that keeps going year by year. We had a text that said who hadn't written Gabe Kapler off. Yeah. I mean, he flamed out immediately in Philly and they all hated him there. And he's found a home in San Francisco where they seem to respect his managerial style or he's learned enough from his failure in Philly to, you know, to be a good manager again in San Francisco. I'm amazed. I really am amazed with the Giants for sure. I'm just trying to look at some of their opponents throughout this season. I mean, like you could make the case outside of the NOS, just like the rest of the league is just not very good or like menacing and just like really incites any fear i mean like we've talked I, about the I, nl east i mean the mets and the philly i mean none of those teams are really taking that division by storm you're talking about the national league or the whole mlb the national league okay, i mean because yeah. you know they're gonna play a couple al series but out of all the teams that are in the national league i mean again we talked about the east the central the brewers they're separating themselves the reds are playing better but besides the brewers none of those teams really incite a lot of fear in you uh the reds they're pretty good at the at the dish but don't really pitch very good um i mean the cardinals have been very underwhelming this year the cubs as well so the giants i guess maybe it's just their year again pitching very good but they're just taking advantage of not a very deep national league well to be fair i'm just looking back at the schedule here they just took two or three from milwaukee they just took two or three from houston they just took two or three from the dodgers where they had just taken three or four from the dodgers this is all since the all-star break um, tougher series to come at Oakland for three games. They have to play the Padres 10 times in like the final three weeks of the season, three, four weeks. Yeah. Three of their final six series are against the Padres. In between that is one with the Rockies, one with the Diamondbacks and one with the Braves though. Although I guess the Braves could be up there. Um, yeah, there's a stretch here where they go depending how you feel about the Mets, they go Mets, A's, Mets, Braves, Brewers, Dodgers, back to back to back to back to back to back. So I think those series will be the kind of like final, at least for me, although obviously they're the best team in baseball right now, but those series will be the like, oh, I get it. Like they can just win these games. They're just beating all the good teams. So obviously they're good. And if they struggle in that and they start to maybe the Dodgers start winning some games and catch up, it'll be more of like a, well, they're still good, but obviously they had, they have a really tough stretch of games here that they just couldn't fully compete in. I hate to do the like different sport team comparison, but I'm getting a lot of like Phoenix suns vibe from the giants that will we find out towards the end of the season and come playoff to playoff time. If this team is for real and as good as what they've been doing this regular season. Cause I, yeah, I think if you look at the schedule to end the year, it, they got a lot of teams that are fighting for a lot in the playoff positioning and trying to win divisions. So Oakland, New York Mets, Dodgers, Padres, Milwaukee. So it will be interesting to see how they finish up this last 50, 60 game stretch that they got. Now the Dodgers, are in second. They've had a, a decent amount of injury issues this year. Mookie Betts just had to go on the IL. But when you acquire Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the deadline, you're going, you know, super Death Star mode. Dodgers will be fine. I'm not worried about the Dodgers. I mean, 
it's one of those like they'll they'll make the playoffs. They might even win the division. Like like we mentioned, there's a bunch of tough games for the Giants coming up. But if they don't, uh, who would you rather be in that wild card game? Would you rather be the Dodgers with uh, Max Scherzer starting, or the Padres with you Darvish starting? Probably the Dodgers. Yeah, I would. I would lean Dodgers and Scherzer. I mean, been one of the most consistent pitchers over the last five, six years now. I mean, yeah, and that's maybe not even the guy they him. choose to pitch. You, you can go True. Walker Bueller, you know, Clayton Kershaw when he comes back. Uh, you know, could do that game obviously. Although his history in the playoffs is uh, inconsistent at, at best. And then the Padres are a weird team. Like I think the Padres are a ton of fun to watch. Tatis is coming back this weekend. They said he's actually been doing some work in the outfield, which is interesting because they added Adam Frazier at the deadline and they've got a bunch of guys who can play the shortstop and second base positions. But um, I've, I've actually seen a decent amount of Padres games recently. There's something, it feels like they're like one iota below the giants and the Dodgers. Like they, they lost, they lost to the Marlins today, got blown out by the Marlins. Now you can have bad games, of course, but sometimes I just watch them and I'm like, this team just, there's something missing there. The, the crowd is energetic and, it felt like last year they had a little bit more of that crazy kind of giants like mojo, but I don't know. There's just, it, it's more of like just a feel thing when I watch them as I'm like, ah, I don't know if I feel the, the Padres going as far this year. Plus like Blake Snell has been a, a flame out for them. He has like one good start every three or four. You know, they, they've had their own injury issues. Obviously every baseball team does at this point, but I think they are for sure the third place team in that division. Well, and just looking at the standings and everything, the Padres, they're, they have the fourth best record in the National League. And I was saying this, it kind of sucks that there isn't some sort of like playoff format where more teams that could get it in and, you know. No, it doesn't suck. They don't have, you know, they don't have to do this one game whole season is decided. You know, it'd be nice if other teams had a chance and, you know, more fan bases could be a little bit more excited towards the end of the season about their oh, team. Oh, well, you want you want this to be the NBA where the first round gives you like one good series? Come on now. Hey, do the three-game series. I think that worked out just fine last year. Again, if there's just some sort of way to give these teams a little bit more hope and uh-huh. you know that not not the whole 162 game season falls Joe, on one game, you know. Joe, come on. Hmm. Hope. It's about being a good team and making the playoffs. <laughs> if you're not, uh, you know, some years you will be unlucky and you will be like the NLS this year. And the Padres are good. They should be in a seven game series. The Padres are good. Some years you will be unlucky and you will be in a division filled with good teams and you will be stuck in a wild card game with a chance of losing. But generally speaking, the best teams are going to make the playoffs and the best teams are going to win. So I'm not, I'm not adding 14 teams. No. Not, you don't need to add 14. That was the report that they were considering 14 teams. Well, okay. Having 14 versus adding 14 is different. Sorry. <laughs> Having 14 teams. Say two thirds of the league, like the NBA gets into the playoffs. No. Well, I feel like last year it was just too much. This is, there's too many teams in the playoffs last year. We had too many weird three game series. Like the Reds just didn't hit the Marlins beat the cut. Like what, <laughs> what is happening? It gave the fans hope for the next season. Okay, Joe. And then it's done by May. <laughs> well, not every team is the Orioles, so most teams are not done by May. Or April. If, if you remember, the Nationals thought they were done by May, and then they won a World Series. That's true. That is true. This year, not so much. All right, coming up next. Not AL East. AL East. <laughs> this is the hot corner on the fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight twenty one here on your Wednesday evening. Patrick out, Mike and Joe in on the show today. Going through some of the playoff races right now, talking about the teams. Did the NL West? Did the NL East? One texter wants us to talk about Salvador Perez. Okay, he was in the home run derby. He uh, either tied or passed his personal best for home runs in the series against the Yankees this week. He's just mashing. <laughs> the texter says he's on pace for 40 home runs. Damn. Which will be the first time a catcher has hit at least 40 since uh, Gary Sanchez. That'd be Sal. I know it's that's two older catchers. Now, Salvador Perez never had the full on drop off like Posey did, but that's two older catchers who've been in the league for a long time. Just rake him this year. Yeah. Good for him. I like Salvador Perez. I like I, I like that he stayed and he wants to be a Royal his whole career. I think that's awesome. There you go. There's your Salvador Perez talk texter. The American League East has become even more interesting the last couple of weeks as both the Blue Jays and the Yankees have been on absolute tears and it helps that the Red Sox have been crumbling, although they scored 20 runs today. And uh, the race in the AL East for second place right now is very close and first place doesn't feel out of reach, although the Rays are also 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. So Razor in first, 69 and 45. Red Sox in second, four games back. Remember, before the Red Sox rough stretch here, they were in first by, I think, three or four games. So it's been a really big switch the other way. Yankees are now six games back in third, 63 and 51. And the Blue Jays are seven games back, 61 and 51. They are winning seven to three against the Angels right now. Teoscar Hernandez hit a grand slam last inning to give them the large lead. And uh, the races is really heating up. I mean, uh, the Rays just keep on 
plotting along. It's the same thing we talk about with the Giants. The Rays are just a, they're just annoyingly good. They don't have a ton of guys on that team that you look at and you're like, oh, this guy's gonna is gonna beat me. But all the parts together making a whole make them a really difficult team to beat. I mean, like Brett Phillips, who is a light hitting nothing, has hit three grand slams this year. You're like Brett Phillips. He hit, one, he hit one today. Is that the one with the ridiculous laugh? Yes. He's the one who did the airplane in the World Series last year. Right. On the crazy walk-off win. Yes. Good for him. Um, I mean, he, he barely hits homers. He has three grannies this year. The uh, Red Sox, who on paper before the year, all three of us just took a giant crap on. Uh, Alex Cora is working wonders there. It's, you know, cheater or not, great manager, obviously. Whatever. But the Red Sox pitching is atrocious really really bad now chris sale is returning i believe this weekend oh my god what runs against 534 yeah jesus yeah they're uh they're not very good pitching wise but uh chris sale's returning we don't know what kind of chris sale we're getting but uh he's he's returning they have the righty version of chris sale i think his name is tanner hook or hawk or i don't know how you pronounce it sure h-o-u-c-k He's been really good, but otherwise, like, you got an inconsistent Nady Evaldi, you got Martin Perez, you got Nick Pavetta, Eduardo Rodriguez. Like, these guys are not great pitchers. So that's going to be – and their bullpen is really inconsistent too, although Ottavino and Barnes have been generally good at the back end of it. It's just not a team that is particularly terrifying once the playoffs begin. But they're still in the playoff. They're in the wild card spot right now. Trade deadline helped the Yankees a lot just in terms of momentum. Although they're suffering from like five more positive COVID cases. Luckily, luckily for them, they've had a pretty weak run in their schedule right here. They've been able to win series despite most of their, their guys being hurt. Rizzo was good before he went on the COVID IL. Joey Gallo has not been super great hitting wise since coming over, but fielding has been quite good. And uh, they just keep plotting along as well. And the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays got Jose Barrios or Barrios, excuse me, at the deadline. He pitched really well in his first start and they just hit. The Blue Jays just absolutely mash. And MVP candidate Vlad Guerrero Jr. and a bunch of guys up and down the lineup who can hit homers. George Springer is finally finding his footing with his new team. He had a couple of injury issues early in the year. They're now back home. They are allowed to play in Toronto. And teams are allowed to travel to Toronto, which is probably very, very helpful helpful for them with fans at the stadium. So, honestly, I, it's tough for me to pick in this division because they're – they're all so close to each other, and I'm sure all of them play each other a ton down the stretch. I, I checked the Yankees just out of curiosity. The Yankees' last three series are at Boston, at Toronto, and home versus the Rays. The question is, so what, it's gonna it's just gonna be tough. What team plays the Orioles the most? And mm. that team has the upper hand. Well, let's look at the Orioles schedule, huh? <laughs> uh, who God. do you think it is? Um, based on who you've what you've been following. I'm going to go with – I feel like they played the Blue Jays a lot this year already. I'm going to go with that – I believe that they got a lot more games against the Yankees. That's what I feel like. I feel like I haven't saw, seen a ton of Orioles-Yankees box scores and everything. So. All right, help me with the math here, Joe, because I'm just going to read this out. Three with Boston, four with Tampa, three more with Tampa, so seven with Tampa, three with Toronto, three with New York, four more with Toronto, so seven with Toronto – 
three more with New York, three more with Boston, six Boston, six Yankees, seven Toronto, seven Tampa, even so far. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to have the upper hand, I guess. And then Boston, Toronto to, to wrap it up. So, so Boston and, Boston and Toronto, Toronto have 10 each left with them. Yankees have six. Rays have seven. Go Toronto? Sure. I'll put my money on them. How about that? But you get 10 games against the, against the Orioles. You're favored in 10, 10 games. <laughs> you win. are favored in 10 <laughs> games. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, that is enough against all the teams where it might not make that much of a difference. <laughs> like how that's what our deciding factor is. Well, <laughs> who's playing who, the Orioles? Who plays the, the crappiest team. The most? Surprisingly, it's even. But uh, <laughs> maybe it's depending on who plays them when. That's like true. when the Orioles call up some of their young guys, do they get some momentum? Because right now they're just bad. I remember listening to sports radio long ago and it was around this time of year and someone was trying to make the case that these teams that are not good at the bottom of the division the pirates the whoever the, these are the teams you got to watch out for down the stretch i just remember sitting there and that was one of my first like listening to sports radio moments like are you dumb these are the exact teams you want to play down the stretch yeah but i think what i think probably the point was you don't want to lose those games they got if, nothing to play for if you're in a playoff chase and you lose to the Orioles, it's like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, my what are we God. <laughs> like the teams around you won that day and you lost to Baltimore and they're, they're all laughing at you. I, I will say still one of my favorite Baltimore Oriole moments is when they beat the Red Sox on the final crazy last day of the MLB season when all those games ended oh, within yeah. like minutes of each other and the standings all shift around. That was a Red Sox collapse that year where they completely fell apart and missed the playoffs and the Orioles put the cherry on top. They had nothing to play for, no bearing on what was going to happen, but they beat them. And that, that was to me, one of my favorite Oriole moments when they weren't good. It does. It does feel like a lot. <laughs> it does feel like to me that you may get, and NL West in the AL East this year, because the only team in contention for the wild card outside of all of the American League East teams is Oakland. Now Oakland's very good. Oakland has added Starling Marte, who has I think hit like 400 since uh, coming over in the trade deadline. So great for them and good for him. But I, I'm maybe it's because I watch that division the most, and maybe I'm just hopeful and trying to will it into existence that the Yankees might make the playoffs this year. But it does kind of feel like the AL East teams are going to climb into the tops of those wildcard positions. And then two of them are going to play each other to wind up playing probably the White Sox. I mean, Tampa's got the best record right now, but I think the White Sox are the best team in, in the American league. You know, and on a final note, um, you know, you, we've said this is going to be a tight race towards the end for great teams. And one of these teams isn't going to get the wild card game. And it just makes you wonder if there was some type of format where all these great teams that are just playing great throughout the year, it wouldn't have the whole season decided just in one game or just not decided at all. You just don't even get a chance, you know, and just it's unfortunate. If there was some sort of way to get like more teams and give ha- fans and players more hope that they got something to play for at the end of the season, I mean, you know, I don't know, just spitballing, throwing ideas out there, seeing what sticks. <laughs> Here's Joe, Sports Center. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Hot 
Sock Corner with Mike and someone who wants participation trophies in baseball. Not, not what I said. It's basically not, what you said. Not what I want. <laughs> I, I couldn't say anything other than eh, just to your updates <laughs> after you're trying to sell this. Because you know there's team baseball nothing playoffs. that is stopping you from agreeing with me. Just no- traditions. <laughs> nothing. No. There's plenty. I want. I don't want mediocre or average teams in the playoffs. I don't. Oh, well, they will weed themselves out in a three-game series and or five, seven-game series, whatever you want to do. We'll get it figured out. Like sure. you said, the, the, the best teams will prevail. Yeah, well, weed themselves out. That's the first round of the NBA playoffs, Joe. Nobody likes the first round of the NBA playoffs. You get like one good series, maybe two. I think there there is a uh, there's a line that you don't cross. I think the NBA did cross it with the playing game. Let's find out what teams are going to get. I mean, they crossed it before the playing game because there's 16 teams that make the playoffs. I don't mind that. What I do mind is there's seven games in the first round. Don't mm. need that. Okay. And you definitely don't need teams to figure out, oh, who's going to lose in five games or f- get swept in the next round? Let's have a tournament to find that out. Yeah, it's interesting because the NHL also has 16 teams. And I really don't like that number. It's, it's way too much in a playoffs for me. But at least in the NHL, like, it usually feels like the teams at the bottom have a chance to win. I mean, we've had eight seeds win Stanley Cups before. So, you know, it, it, it kind of goes against what I want in playoffs, but I'm at least more willing to accept it. Just in the NBA, it's like, you know who's winning. This year, notwithstanding, this year was certainly a strange year, and I'm thankful we had a really interesting playoffs because it's very rare that we do in, in – Interesting in terms of parody, I should say. You still get good games. It's very, it's rare that we have that in the NBA. But yeah, because you know, the Red Sox and the Yankees and the same teams over and over. That's always fun seeing them, right? Actually, I shouldn't talk. Honestly, we've had like a different World Series winner every year. For that, the last that's what I'm seasons. about to pull up. Like, <laughs> hello. I saw you going to the computer. I'm like, damn it! I already know what he's going to pull on. Hello. Me. <laughs> You've had the <sighs> Dodgers, Nationals, Red Sox, Astros, Cubs, Royals, Giants, Red Sox, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. There's the Giants. A lot, lot of Giants and Red Sox, Mike. And who's the top best team in the NL this year, huh? The Giants. Yeah. Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox, Cardinals, White Sox, Red Sox, Marlins, Angels, Diamondbacks. How about looking at the NBA? <laughs> a, little, a little different. The a Bucks. little different. 50 years since it's been the Bucks. Lakers. Like I said, this year was a fantastic playoffs. I very much enjoyed the fact that we got to see true parody for the first time in a very long time in the NBA playoffs, but it's just something I don't want in baseball. Like I, I, I don't even want the wild card, the two wild card teams, like just give us four. That's all we need. But I mean, I appreciate the kind of the, the stress of the wild card game and how intense it is and, how it's a game seven, but at least make that a three game series. Yeah. I think I would be more willing to accept that, but yeah, I mean, it just, it was fine at four. You got the three division winners and you got the best other team and it was fine. And I will agree with the sentiment that it does devalue the regular season because it is such a slog and you got to really grind it out. 162 games. That's what makes baseball so great is that it's, the your team season changes six times in a season. Right. And it's just who's the best at the end of 162 plus the playoffs. That is one thing that the extra wildcard team has done 
that I like is at the end of the regular season, more teams are fighting for that second wild card spot. But then I give you this counterpoint. If there's five, six different seasons that happen in one season, basically whoever's just doing good at that last season, September, mid August at that point, they can get the collapses happen. And then you get a team who was just out of the playoffs by five games or whatever. They then leapfrog into it. And the team that was great all year long. Oh, no, you're, you can't play anymore. You're done. You, but, blew, you blew it this last three but Joe, weeks. They, they're playing 162 games each. <laughs> so sure. One team may have collapsed, but over the course of 162 games, that team was very good over 120, 30 of them. Why and should they, were, they? And they were worse than the other team over 162. Come on. I know this is a purely selfish ploy from you to 100%. get the Orioles more into the playoff 100%. line as they start getting better. And you realize that you're in a very difficult division with two teams that spend a ton of money, a team in the blue Jays who have done the rebuild correctly and are scary and a team who for whatever reason with no budget wins and wins and wins and wins and wins. You know, I curse my grandma rest in peace for taking me to an Orioles game first instead of a Phillies game, because that's how I fell in love with the <laughs> Orioles. It was in my first MLB game. Camden yards was great. Got to meet the actual Oriole mascot. I don't know if you would have loved Veterans Stadium, Joe. Orioles lost. Veterans Stadium, I mean, in my small nine-year-old mindset, was pretty cool. I mean, I, I remember Ew. I remember looking up in the sky and just it's the big like, round stadium. It's a cavernous S-hole. It was, yeah, but that was kind of like the mystique of it. But it was my cavernous it. <laughs> That was the mystique of it. It was just a big old hole just right in the stadium, and it was you couldn't see any of the city around you. You were just in, encapsulated in that stadium. But... The Orioles won my heart. That's interesting. I'm trying to remember. I went to, I've been to a decent amount of baseball stadiums in my life. A couple as a kid, like you're right. As a kid, you don't really care. You're just at a baseball game. But I remember going to veteran stadium and just being like, what? This is awful. (laughs) We were in the upper deck. Yeah. Second baseball stadium for me was veteran stadium. I had like no standard at all. Right. uh, Besides Camden yards, which was a gold standard. It's still spectacular. Um, that one was really bad. I went to, I think it was pro player when I went. I saw the Marlins play in Miami. That stadium was also horrible. <laughs> so there were two as a kid that I went to where I was just like, ah, this is not what I want to go see a baseball game at. But otherwise, I mean, they're baseball stadiums. They're fun. Yeah. I actually feel, I mean, we're in the golden age of baseball stadiums now. Uh, that's not controversial to say or anything, but largely outside of Oakland. I mean, what stadiums are out there that are bad places to watch a game? Trop. Okay, two, the Trop. Um, off the top of my head, though, I mean, besides those two, nothing really comes to mind. I mean, like Chase Field looks kind of boring. The That's Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's inside and it's – but, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's still I've, new. I've or, been there. I mean, it was – it was I was there for a preseason game. It was cool because they brought the roof out in the middle of the game cool i guess whatever mm-hmm. so the retractable roof like happened in the middle of the game they got the swimming pool by the way this text came in before we break the giants have had just about the fewest number of injuries in the national league sooner or later the injuries will catch up to them whoa dodgers and Gi- uh, padres have had a lot more injuries cursing them the with giants. the injuries sooner or later I, it's funny i don't really think about that too much in baseball as like in in football you're always like well the injury bug hit this team and they're just they're gonna fall off now yeah looking at your cowboys um hey. last year yeah that's what i mean and no, potentially not this, this year. year not this year oh we're gonna talk about that next year did you see the cowboys tweet oh god 
No. We'll, we'll see it next. We'll talk about that next. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, the injury bug will certainly hit. And uh, But we're also already at August 11th. You only got a month and three weeks to go. So unless, like, three guys get hurt at the end of September and you go into the playoffs limping, but I don't know. I don't know. The, the Giants got enough players on that team that are hitting well that you might be able to survive it. All right. Did you watch Hard Knocks yesterday? No, I'll, I'll probably do that tonight. I think that, uh, yeah, tonight is a good night to do that. Crank that episode out before bedtime. Okay. Yes. I watched it this morning, so I was going to talk about it with you. But, well, I'll hold off on Hard Knocks. But uh, the Cowboys tweet today was certainly – did someone give Jerry the phone? <laughs> no, it, it reeked of, dear God, please don't hate us. That's next as we wrap up the hot corner on the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 503-250-1080 is the text line. Thanks to all the texters tonight for keeping us company. This one, this guy says, I'm from Phoenix and been to a million Diamondbacks games. Chase Field is like playing baseball in a dungeon as much as I love the team. Yeah, there is some dungeon vibes to that stadium. There's really no like sight line for the city. Um it's it's surprising it surprises me until I think about it more because you're like oh it's it's one of the two newest teams in baseball they got a poo and you're like oh it's a newer stadium so it should be nice but then the trap was also made in the exact same time as the Chase Field was they came into the league in ninety eight ninety nine and how, think about it this way how many homes do you see that were 90 style homes and you go, that still looks good. <laughs> That's a good point. None. Not a lot of ranch homes being built nowadays. No, but also like the fancier homes that were built in the nineties that are like the, like overly marble. Oh, uh, like the split level homes. They look terrible. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it was just like in the late nineties, cavernous dungeon stadiums with roofs were still really popular. <laughs> Mm, but they got a pool. They got a pool. They got a pool. That they do. That they do. It is a very boring stadium. As somebody who places the Rockies in MLB the show, <laughs> when I go to Chase Field, it's not very interesting <sighs> to look at. God. <laughs> All the other road stadiums I go to are fantastic. Go to Dodger Stadium. Yep. Go to stadium. Petco Park. Go to whatever the hell the Giants call it now. Oracle Oracle Park. You get all these and course fields nice to play at 81 games a year. And I go to Arizona and I'm like, what is, what is this nonsense? Do you think that has something to do with it too? The divisions that are the, the stadiums in your division make your stadium feel better and or worse. Um, because those are the teams you play most. I mean, Rogers center doesn't really do a whole lot for me, except when they really pack that place. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, but for the most part, it has kind of some trop vibes to me. In a sense. Yeah. AL East has two really bad ones and three really nice ones. Yeah. Well, like, two really nice ones and one that used to be nice and is now a shell of itself is Yankee Stadium. But uh, Fenway and Camden Yards are fantastic. The new Yankee Stadium is fine. You know, it's got the classic look, but it's just not the same. And then, yeah, you got basically two dungeons. You know, and, you know, the NL Central is you've got Wrigley, which is obviously classic, amazing. You've got PNC Park is fantastic. 
Bush Stadium uh, is a pretty solid stadium in St. Louis. You know, you can see the arches behind it. Yeah. Great American Ballpark is kind of boring. There you go, Orioles. You got something going for you. <laughs> you got a great ballpark experience. Like, is Great American Ballpark actually a decent stadium, but because they have to play at all these beautiful stadiums the entire time, is it actually is it more boring? Like, Miller Park is another one of those cavernous dungeons. Miller Park. Hey, we got a slide. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, they got a slide. <laughs> we got a pool. They got a slide. Uh, so what did the Cowboys say? Something about how MRIs aren't a big deal. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Oh. Look away. Sorry, I got distracted. This is your team we're talking about. Yes. So you'll watch Hard Knocks today. You will see the initial Dax not practicing because of a shoulder thing, which you already knew about. What? <laughs> Spoilers. And uh, today, a tweet from the Cowboys official account. No, this is not a fan tweeting this. Well, I guess I assume the digital content manager is a fan, but this is not just like Joe Fisher, Cowboys fan, tweeting this reasonably. This is the team. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. <laughs> but QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI, and there's an article linking to it. Still eyeing September 9th game, which is opening week. I mean, I knew about the second MRI before this tweet, and when I saw that, my initial thoughts were, well, that's not good. I'm a little worried now. <laughs> a second MRI, I thought this was just some arm shoulder soreness. So uh, now he needs a second MRI. That's not that's not very good. I'm That doesn't leave me feeling good about where his arm is and if he's going to be ready for it. But apparently not a setback and not a reason to worry. Now this does Twitter is different now where it's no longer sorting like most liked replies in, in order. But what appears to be the most liked reply is, so it's a recreational MRI. I had that for a while. I just <laughs> frankly got hooked on the dang things. <laughs> oh my God. And then of course the nothing to see here. GIF. Yeah. It's uh, I, I'm laughing at the tweet because it just seems like, why is the team tweeting that? If you're saying it's nothing to worry about, doesn't that mean it's definitely something to worry about? Listen, it's nothing to worry about. It's not a setback. But me and my wife are seeking marriage therapy, and uh, no reason to worry, though. No setbacks, except that we might be on the teeter of divorce here. Are you really? I, I, I'm glad I don't have to go through a divorce. Sorry, Mike, but I mean that. It was I, not pleasant. <laughs> got, got some money. Got a got a nice little chunk of change, I think, out of it. But uh, no, no divorce on my end <laughs> yet. Well, you're talking about a divorce of a fan base. I'm a, of your favorite team. I mean, uh, who is the team you would be most likely to divorce out of your favorite teams? Out of all of my teams, the team I would most likely you are divorce. Orioles fan, Cowboys fan, Blazers fan, Ducks Oof. Ducks fan. That's a good question. I. I'm probably going to say Orioles. <laughs> Being that this is a baseball show, I shouldn't say it, but... Well, I mean, if Portland gets a team, you're going to jump ship pretty quick? I mean, yeah. probably. I wouldn't be so quick, but it, it would happen. I mean, I've... You would day one, you'd have a, a Portland whatever jersey. Yeah. I, uh, Cowboys, I've rooted for them longer than anybody. Trailblazers, that's obviously city team, so can't give that up. Orioles, I mean, I started rooting for them when I was like 9, 10, so I have a long time with them, but sorry, I need results. 
If there was only a way to have more teams in the playoffs and give some fan bases hope. Well, please. in the NFL, you do have that, Joe, and yet the Cowboys still sit where they sit. God. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, I had a coworker say, hey, well, at least they can't finish 8-8. Eight and eight. And I'm like, well, they could finish 8-8-1. Eight, eight and <laughs> Touche. Great response. Love it. I was like, I know this team too well. They, Abs- will, they will get that tie. Trust me. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, okay. Quick little update for you here. Cody Bellinger, two home runs today, still hitting sub 200, which is spectacular. He's okay. I'm going to pull this up. Take a stab. If you don't know what Cody Bellinger's batting average is, uh, I'm going to go. I already told you it's sub 200. One, one forty three. Whoa. No, one eight, <laughs> one eighty three. Which is still absolutely insane to me. I wanted to go real bad with it. How many games has he played? This Logan year? Morrison bad. So in 54 games this year, he is hitting 183. Cody Bellinger. That That's not good, Mike. A guy who you would think would be the best player on that team. 183. He's got to lay off the gummies. <laughs> that's it. He's just too high. He's just sitting in the dugout like, whoa, man. Cody, you're up. <laughs> I have to swing of. A hockey stick? No, I'm out on that, man. What? I don't like those vibes. Can you just, like, take the ball and put it over the fence for me? <laughs> I don't really want to, like, swing the bat and make that Yeah, happen. just, like, can I swing the bat and you have a projector of a ball and it just, like, goes over there? What is even a baseball? Like, what? What are we even doing this for, man? Dodgers beat the Phillies today 8-2. to two. That matters for both. The Braves got to walk off through and home run in the... 10th against the Reds. Also matters for both. Reds are in the playoff hunt as well. Ozzy Albies hit the homer. Blue Jays still lead the Angels 7-2. Giants up 5-2 on Arizona. That's in the top of the 6th. Check out the highlight of uh, Cattell Marte. Had a ball in his glove. Bounce over the wall for a home run. But Mike, everybody wants to know what happened in that Tigers-Orioles game today. And the Rangers <laughs> lead the Mariners 1-zip in the top of the 6th as the M's continue to not be able to hit. But hey, Tyler Anderson's pitching pretty well i suppose tigers beat the o's yeah Oriel, to orioles have lost like eight in a row gregory soto with uh i believe a save which is good for my fantasy baseball team <laughs> it is it's good that's gonna do it for us today thank you guys so much for listening i'll be out next week it'll be joe and patrick as they uh chat more baseball with you seven and nine on every wednesday night have a very good rest of your evening and we'll see you guys next week We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.